All right, welcome back to the show. You know, th- we we talk a lot of different issues on this show, and and certainly health continues to be a main factor for people all across America. But there is so many different groups working to tackle so many different issues, and of course, the Michael J. Fox Foundation continues to tackle Parkinson's disease. It can be an insidious disease. But there are ways to manage it and live with it. And certainly we are seeing uh, the Michael J. Fox Foundation further development and research into this disease and to help uh, one day find a cure and and hopefully make things a little easier for people dealing with it. Uh, Alyssa O'Grady is the vice president of clinical research for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research and joins us. Alyssa, it's good to have you. Thanks for having me. We also uh, are joined by Alan Dance. He is a participant in the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative, and he is living with Parkinson's disease risk factors, and Alan joins us uh, as well. Alan, it's great to have you. Thank you, Chris. Glad to be here. I I I do want to start, uh, Alyssa, with you, because there has been a tremendous amount of work done in in Parkinson's research. Where do we stand today for those who are are, uh, ever endeavoring for a cure for this disease? about a million people living in the United States with Parkinson's disease and just over 33,000 people living in the state of Michigan with Parkinson's. It's the Michael J. Fox Foundation's mission to end Parkinson's disease, and we have a major study that is getting us closer and closer to that goal. The study is called the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative, or PPMI for short, And the study needs people of all backgrounds with and without Parkinson's disease to help researchers move science forward and develop better treatments for Parkinson's. And Alan, you're in this initiative. Tell me a little bit about what you're going through with the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative, the PPMI. Okay, well, it it first began for me about 30 years ago when I started to notice that compared to a lot of my friends, I had a poor sense of smell. And it took uh, 30 years later, a couple of years ago now, 59 um, I, I developed REM sleep behavior disorder. Mm. And what that fundamentally is, is that sometimes when I'm asleep, whatever I'm dreaming, my my arms and legs, my body starts to act out what I'm dreaming. Mm. And it's not the whole night, but it can be pretty, pretty aggressive. So I, if I'm dreaming, I'm playing basketball or volleyball, both my hands may go up all of a sudden in my sleep to block a shot. Or if I'm dreaming about a presentation I made yesterday at work, all of a sudden in my sleep, I just start talking and, and redoing the presentation or there's something funny that happened in my dream. I started laughing and, you know, this started a couple of years ago and this is what first gave us an indication that there's something going on more than just being a little active at night. And so through PPMI, what, what uh, are you experiencing to try to, to, to push some of these symptoms back? Um, right now with these symptoms, there's not really anything known to change those or fix those. Um, but that's part of what the research is about, too, is trying to find out what are the common things that people are experiencing and what are the things you can do about it. And now that I'm aware of it, uh, things that I can do include exercise. You know, um, people who exercise delay the onset of symptoms more than people who don't exercise. And then likewise, people who vigorously exercise um, on a more regular basis, they defer the symptoms even more. So I'm able to do some things like that. I'm able to do some things that are just good, healthy um, practices that are good for brain health that help as well. Things like getting a good night of sleep and uh, having a healthy diet. And so I'm, you know, I'm doing what I can to help make a difference you know, for, for myself and, and for others by participating in the study. 
Uh, Alyssa O'Grady with us as well, the vice president of clinical research for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. Alyssa, you mentioned a couple of moments ago the importance of gathering this data from from people with different backgrounds, whether that's uh, gender, uh, race, ethnicity, uh, where your your heritage lies in the world. These can all be very important factors when when trying to put this very complicated puzzle of of finding a cure together. How important is it to have that depth of knowledge from people with all different backgrounds, all different um, um, factors when you're considering uh, gathering all of this information? You put it beautifully. It's it's crucially important to increase the diversity of research participants because it will help scientists paint a fuller picture of Parkinson's disease. Nothing illustrates this better than a research breakthrough that the Fox Foundation helped usher in earlier this year in the field of genetics. An international coalition of scientists and geneticists discovered a genetic change specific to African and African-American populations where people who have this genetic change are at a higher risk for Parkinson's. Prior studies in Parkinson's genetics had only been done in folks of Northern European ancestry. So it shows that if you don't include people from all backgrounds in your study, you might miss something. And on the flip side, when you do include diverse research participants, you can discover new hints and new clues for ways to develop new treatments for the disease. Alan, you know, you you talked about some of the symptoms that you were experiencing, the, the way that that your body reacted when you got into a state of REM when you were you were sleeping at night. Um, I, I think it's easy for all of us to say, well, geez, we need to be healthier or we need to exercise more or mental health is a huge priority. But once you went down this path of the, the markers that you were exhibiting, how in, how did how did you come to the realization that brain health and, and making sure that you're keeping that that part of your body sharp, when did you realize that that was a, a really important factor for you? You know, once I got my um, diagnosis for REM sleep behavior disorder, saw a neurologist, understood that, okay, I am on a path of Parkinson's. Um, I joined the study and also started to access some of the tools on the Michael J. Fox website, and they're fantastic. So uh, my, my neurologist, as well as the tools on the site, have helped to tell me, helped inform me and educate me what are the things I can be doing to make a difference. You know, it, it's not like me to just sit down and take something. I'm, I'm going to put up a fight, and Michael J. Fox is leading the fight, so I'm happy to be doing it with them, and I'm likewise happy to be learning what I can learn about it to make a difference for myself as well. And, and Alyssa, I, I, you know, I... Again, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 35. I have two little kids. My approach to health has changed. Uh, where before my five-year-old was born, ah, if there's something that's a little off about my health, or I got a weird, you know, something that I maybe I should go see a doctor about, I, I may not. But that mentality needs to change. If there's ever something where somebody feels is off, or feels is wrong, or feels is a bit different, it, it, it's vital to go to go to your doctor, to seek help, to, to just to try to find answers because, like in Alan's case, maybe you're able to identify something that could be coming down the road that might cause you problems later, but there's something you can do to head it off. How important is that? It's so important to be proactive about our health and to be attuned to any changes that may be happening in your body. 
if something doesn't feel right to you, you should go see a doctor about it. And if you're experiencing some of the risk factors for Parkinson's, like these sleep changes or like the loss of sense of smell, you may want to consider seeing a neurologist or a movement disorder specialist who is a neurologist who's received additional training to focus on diseases like Parkinson's disease. Uh, Alan, um, God bless you. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that, that you were able to identify these issues early, that you were able to get into the Parkinson's Progression Markers Initiative to, to hopefully head off maybe some more severe symptoms down the road. And, and Alyssa, uh, thank you for the work that you continue to do on behalf of the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Um, we will continue to follow you and the information that, that the foundation puts out. It's so important, important to so many different people. Alyssa O'Grady, thank you very much. Thank you. And your listeners can learn more by visiting michaeljfox.org slash get started. Alan, and thank you very much. Uh, uh, best of luck to you moving forward. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, you got it. We'll take a break. More next on JR Afternoon.